0: This week on Jesus Center Stage, we continue our look at what can we do better as believers, both individual and as a church, to share the gospel in this world. Okay. Once again, the conversations before the podcast would make an excellent podcast.
1: No, yeah, we would lose all our listeners. we lose all our listeners. Yes. Um...
0: All right, then. (laughs) We'll move on from that (laughs) one. Um, How was your week? Um, What you been doing? How you been?
1: Work and juggling three classes.
0: Hmm. How are you at juggling?
1: uh, Balls, terrible. Classes, mediocre. (laughs) What about
0: (laughs) bowling pins? That's what jugglers use, bowling pins.
1: What juggler uses bowling pins? I've never seen a juggler use bowling what? pins. They use balls, or apples, or oranges.
0: Or bowling pins. No. Or fiery flames of on a stick or something.
1: Those are called batons.
0: Batons, yes. Not
1: puh, buh. Buh. Batons.
0: Oh, hmm. No wonder <laughs> I never made the team. I was calling it the wrong thing.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. Uh, my my brain this is this was our conversation pre-podcast if anybody was wondering mm-hmm. was trying to explain to my lovely husband the amount it's been of on inform- your
0: nerves all day
1: the amount of information that I've had to keep track of in my brain because of the classes that I'm doing right now because it's statistics and psychological foundations of learning, and there's a lot of information that i have to retain for these classes
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then i forget what our last podcast was about
0: (laughs) it was about doing better (laughs) oddly enough i
1: need to do better
0: (laughs) you see the irony here yes
1: (laughs) (laughs) it was not lost on me it is not lost
0: yeah well you're busy and uh most of our listeners probably Launching, know that by now because helping, we've talked about it. Helping
1: but, to launch a children's department team. Mm-hmm. So I'd that in the
0: Lots of stuff going mix. on with school, a lot of stuff going on with church. And uh, matter of fact, we just got home from church a little while ago, and uh, I thought we had a good time. We did. Um, and went through some good scriptures. You know, we... we Read out of the, uh, Luke in the Garden of Gethsemane, and uh, that's one of my favorite areas, I think, when it comes to I don't know, it's heart wrenching, I guess, to me. Is so many times we see Jesus throughout the scriptures, and, you know, people are trying to stone him, or he's, you know, uh, on the seashore preaching, and he's in control. And, you know, or when the people are trying to stone him, he's he's always in control. He's got a way out. (laughs) And then we see him in the garden and he's in agony. Um, And of course, that's just a lead up to the cross where um, where he he died. But to see him there and to hear, uh, you know, the scriptures describing the agony and stuff, those those have always like really uh, hit me hard. Uh, So, but that was where we was at tonight, and we was talking about the cup. uh, And, um, yeah, so anyways.
1: I have an off-podcast topic question. Bring it. You said those are, like, some of your favorite passages of Scripture with him in the garden. If you could go to any part of Jesus' life recorded in the Gospels, would that be the part that you would want to, like, see like be there for experience
0: Mm. it would have to be a top three and and, and right now because it's fresh on my mind I would say yes but I think maybe being being there after the resurrection like when he walked into the room with Thomas Mm -hmm. that would probably be pretty significant um but that moment in the garden would be probably probably so I don't know the more I mean every day if I read scripture I would probably like it'd be a different day I'd be like oh yeah this <laughs> is it this is the day right here I want to be there would it be how on, <clears throat> on your list excuse me
1: um I don't know my my thing, I think, that I would like to see is, is after the resurrection. Like, I just I want that 40-day time span of seeing the the tomb empty and then how, So you
0: want to go back for 40 days?
1: Yes, please.
0: Oh, so I didn't know we had—, I, didn't know we
1: had. <laughs> <laughs> I would just say, in that time span, like, to, to see the empty tomb and, and to see him resurrected, like, he— as the resurrected Savior with the scars in his in his wrists and in his feet, to see him like that and then to watch him ascend where he sits to make intercession for me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the part in the passion plays that always makes me cry is when he yeah. ascends. So, like, to actually get to see that, like, that would be... Like wow! I, yeah. yeah i don't even have words <laughs> <laughs> i so we was, we, thinking we, we, about we just it we're gonna have a, a radio <laughs> silence
0: there as you was trying to put together a word um yeah i mean the ascension and just what did that really look like and i mean yeah that would be a moment And then you, you also not only would you get to see that but you would get to see uh, angels mm-hmm. come and ask you what you're looking for this is true. Yeah, so then, uh, yeah, that's like a twofer right there. You get to see the ascension of Jesus. Plus, you get to see angels. When
1: yeah, I don't really care about the angels that much. Unless it's Michael, because he really tough. You have to be tough.
0: curious as to what they look like.
1: They just look like regular dudes, I think.
0: Have you ever read Isaiah?
1: The, yeah, he's talking about a seraphim and ones like that. He's not talking about like regular angels, like archangels.
0: Mm hmm. Okay, then. One well, of them have my- you
1: ever read? Isaiah, it says seraphims and cherubims and stuff like that. It doesn't yeah. say angels.
0: I got you. Yeah. And when and the I angels, think-
1: when the angels of the Lord came to visit like Abraham and stuff, they didn't look crazy. They just looked like regular people, regular dudes that shined. I think somewhere it says they shined. So like shiny regular dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Can
0: you be regular and shine at the same time? <laughs> Moses was. Just his face.
1: So, yeah, he was still a regular dude.
0: I think if we look at the story in of uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, we know that the angels apparently did look like men, just like and regular men. Isn't
1: it in Hebrews, that says you may entertain angels unawares.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: apparently, they have the option to not be shiny.
0: And some of you may even marry an angel unaware. So, there's that. That's not scriptural, though. You just went silent again on me.
1: It's because I don't know how to communicate to our listeners that I'm giving you a death stare right oh. now. Oh. <laughs>
0: so you're saying you have not married an angel?
1: <laughs> I have not. Even though I that, did, I did I know mention that's that I've been on your to... <laughs> nerves all evening
0: here. So today was the wrong day for me to throw that one out there. <laughs> so, uh, our last podcast that you can't remember, yeah. apparently, uh, we so talked about. I repeat about,
1: myself? I'm sorry. Yeah, we
0: talked about doing better. Um, but the, throughout the, most of the podcast, we talked about us as individuals, how we could do better as, you know, as believers, but as, as individuals and, and our, our life, our daily life, doing good into others, helping to be that light, you know, any of this bringing back memories to you? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. But you sent me something, um, a few days after that podcast that you had uh, seen on social media. And, you know, so we, I'm just going to kind of pick back up on, on there as what we can do better, but not only do I think we will continue some on our individual part, but as a as a church body, um, what we can do better too. So you, you've got what you sent me. You have it in front mm-hmm. of you now. You want to get us started on that?
1: So I'm going to read this quote, but I'm going to give a shout out to Charity Gale because she's the one that posted it. And she just posted. You're such a name dropper. Listen, I love Charity Gale. Okay. Dropped it again. Thank you. Okay. If y'all have not heard her sing, just look up Charity Gale on YouTube. Okay. She posted, imagine what our world would be like if this was our daily to-do list forgive someone help someone love someone ask forgiveness of someone tell someone about the goodness of the Lord pray for someone and when I read that like how many of us like I don't know if you're like me but I have like this color-coded calendar that I set reminders for everything like and so many of us we have our calendars or a checklist or our schedules but what if our to-do lists look like that and at the end of the day, when we, like, okay, did I get everything done? No, I didn't ask forgiveness of someone. Mm-hmm. I didn't check that box today. Or I didn't forgive someone. Or I didn't help someone. Like, what if our list looked like that? And we made this decision every morning. I'm going to check off. I'm going to get everything off my list. This is my to-do list today. Yeah, And I'm going to make sure I get all of these things done. And we went about our day with that in mind, that on my list is to tell someone about the goodness of the Lord. And so Mm -hmm. that's, that's something I need to do today. And like, how would it change our perspective of life? And how would it change our perspective of being able to witness to people? And how would it just change everything? Literally? Yeah, if if that's what our list looked like, and it wasn't I have to go here and do this and get this done and go here. And and I know that in all of our in all of our running we have responsibilities. We have families, we have jobs, we have churches, we have we all have responsibilities. But what if in the middle of all of that our focus was I need to help someone, I need to love someone, I need to tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord, I need to pray for someone.
0: Yeah.
1: What if what if that list trumped everything else. And we were more concerned about not checking off something on that list than we were our little material temporary to-do list.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would it would definitely help us to do better as as believers, as individuals and as believers. Um you know, and it's really not that hard of a list. I was I was as you was reading it, looking and like today, I think I had a pretty good list. I think I might have done all of those but one. But then tomorrow is a new day. Uh-huh. And so, would I. Didn't I,
1: do, I didn't do all of those.
0: Yeah. So, tomorrow we need to start over again. And, and.
1: I did ask for forgiveness because I ruined my doctor's appointment today. And mm. I apologized a lot of times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then they said it wasn't your fault anyway. So. Yeah. Um,. No, so that, I mean, that's obviously something we can do to do better, is to, to make it a point to be intentional to forgive someone, and you might be thinking, well, nobody asked me for forgiveness today, but sometimes I think it's it's that person that cuts you off in traffic or, uh, you know, the person at the grocery store that might have been rude in however they interacted with you, and... Maybe you, you never talked to that person. The person
1: but in the Dollar General that almost ran into me, even though it was like three feet of space on the other side of me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That First person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But instead of, I mean, and it's not, not saying like, oh, I got this big grudge against them, and, but it's like letting it go. Yeah. Just kind of, you know, and that's that's forgiveness. It's it's a form of forgiveness. Uh, but yeah, help, helping someone or loving someone, you should love someone every day, and it'd be me. <laughs> but for you, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, that's
1: it, that's it, somewhere in scripture. I just heard it. Something about if you if you love the ones who tell me where this is. If you do good for the ones who do good to you, then what profit is it? Like what? Mm-hmm. Like you're you're doing the minimum, the bare minimum. Where is that? You talk. I'm finding it.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: it's something Jesus said, isn't it?
0: It is, and it's, it's in the Gospels, and that's about as far as I'm gonna be able to get you. But yeah, I, it's on, it's saying it. what. What good, you know? Anybody can love the ones that that love them, you know. In, already, uh, that's be nice to the people that's already nice to you. But to those who, who you know, you're not uh, getting along with, or those who have different opinions or whatever, you still Found can it. be nice to them.
1: Luke chapter six, verse. Thirty-two. For if you love them which love you, what thank have you? This is. Hang on. Let me get. <laughs> Lu-
0: you went King James language on us there, went didn't King you? I King James real fast.
1: Because yeah. I found it in my in my Bible. Hang on. Luke six thirty-two. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? I like that word credit. Mm-hmm. For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners in order to receive back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be the sons of the Most High. For he himself, ooh, just got good. For he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Yeah. That'll preach.
0: Yes, it will. And and, I mean, just to break that down simple is that if if God loved by the ways that you started that reading at, then he would never love us because he's not going to get anything back from us. No. He's not going to loan us something expecting we're going to be able to return it. No. Nothing that we have is of any value to him except for us. So
1: he is kind to ungrateful and evil men.
0: Mhm. Yep. Mm. Surprised, but that's me. That's Did what I was, <laughs> I was just
1: about to say. I was just about to say that he's kind to me. That ungrateful and evil men. Because mm-hmm. is it is it not a sign of our ungratefulness of his love for us when we do not show love, like when we don't do that checklist that we just read, when we don't help, when we don't share his goodness, when we don't love, when we don't pray, is that not a sign of our ungratefulness of what he's done for us?
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, because when you when you realize the the depth of his love and the depth of his mercy and grace that then it it's going to flow back out of you towards other people uh yeah so it definitely is it's it's a sign of of who he is if we're if we're claiming to be followers of his then we should love as he loves
1: that's a that's a tall order right there but I think the the verses I just read in Luke, we talked. I, this is something I remember. We talked about not about doing more than the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. And I think those verses are. It's like he's literally saying, "This is the bare minimum. Like if you love people who love you, like
0: that's not, yeah, <laughs> that's
1: not yeah. even a. We don't even that that nobody's caring about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Or if you do good to somebody who's done good to you. It's not that big of a deal. Like everybody does that.
0: Yeah, but let me see you be nice to somebody that was just rude to you. Yes. Now or give to somebody
1: or give to somebody knowing you're never going to get it back. Yeah. Yes. Or loves. Yes. Those things. Mm -hmm. That that's what shows that you belong to Christ. Yeah. As when you do more than the bare minimum, which brings us back to: if we are just doing the bare minimum, are we even showing that we belong to Christ? Mm -hmm. Are we even acting like Christians if we're just doing the bare minimum?
0: Yeah. He he calls us to pray for our enemies and to bless those who curse you. Those those kinds of things that if we're if we're not being intentional and being thoughtful about who who we're representing, Mm -hmm. then those things don't come to mind.
1: And I think. Like I just felt conviction right now because there's somebody that I think doesn't like me. But instead of thinking that this person doesn't like me, I should be praying for this person. Mm -hmm. Like that should it should be on my to do list, not to like every encounter with them. I'm like, they still don't like me. (laughs) But rather, my my interaction should be praying for them. My focus should be praying for them.
0: Yeah that's hard to do ain't it It yes it really is not
1: because i don't like it's it's hard to do it because i don't think about it
0: yeah like yeah
1: i don't think about praying for somebody who doesn't like me no and i know that sounds horrible but i'm just being honest well like if 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 you don't have a relationship with them then chances are they're not gonna cross your mind in a way to make you think to pray mm-hmm. for them. But that's something that I need to do better on. To when I do think about how much I feel like they don't like me, I need to pray for them, not for them to like me.
0: Yeah, that should be your reminder. But
1: yes, that's what I'm saying. Like to change that yeah. viewpoint of not just seeing this person as somebody who doesn't like me, but seeing this person as an opportunity to be kind and to pray.
0: Yeah. We're we're preaching a message to ourselves. We are. Yeah, or you're preaching one to me. I'm gonna preach one back over there. I just preached
1: you. myself one.
0: Oh, I don't need you to. don't need to. Need <laughs> <Me> to. <laughs> Yours is probably better than mine anyway. Um, are
1: you trying to get brownie points? And we now? look.
0: Yeah, it's almost bedtime, so I need to be nice, so that you don't go. We can't go bad, mad, right? Ain't that? That's what it's they against say. Against the rules. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. No. We looked at a lot of individual stuff last week, doing the bare minimum, and you know, doing a, trying to go above and beyond that. Um, but then I did mention at the at the close of last week too about what what we're doing as a church and our as and I say church as in the body of Christ, not an individual church building. But you know, what are we doing um, that's more than the bare minimum, and are we taking time? to expound on the gospel, because if you remember, uh, I mentioned last week that if we convince someone to follow the gospel, that we convince someone of the gospel to follow Jesus, maybe I should say, but we have given them a false representation of the gospel, then they don't know who they're following and they might be thinking that they're saved so as a church we have to be able to do that that extra to do that that better of expounding on the gospel but not being afraid of it i guess that's what i'm trying to get to is i think sometimes and i just had in the, a conversation in the
1: presentation of the gospel
0: yeah i just had a conversation uh earlier uh with someone and they was saying you know sometimes you're going to offend people, and the gospel is offensive. And in doing so, sometimes we don't do as good as we can because we back off a little bit. And so as a church and, and as a body of believers, I think we need to always be aware that there, there's one true gospel and there's one true Savior, and we need not be afraid you know, to to let that be known. But then also with everything we do, season it with salt mm-hmm. and and to be kind and to, and to be loving in, in all that we do. And I think as, as as a church overall, a lot of times it comes across just the opposite of that. It comes across as it does come across as offensive, but not because the gospel is offensive, but there's too many preachers out there and too many uh, you know believers that that almost think if they don't offend someone, then they haven't done something. and I don't know, I guess you know we talked a few weeks ago about that one particular preacher that just i mean his his whole ministry is basically built around offensiveness, mm-hmm. and we see stuff like that that a, as as a church, we need to counteract those type of of Moments and those type of people to say the gospel is love, and the gospel is wrath of God. The gospel is true and it's kind and gentle, but at the same time, it's, it's
1: exclusive. It's the only way.
0: It, yeah, it's the way. So um, I think that's something that that the church, the body, can do better. Um, than we than we doing now, and and I just heard a message yesterday, and I, I shared it with you, where the guy said, for some reason people think that the church is is messed up, like like this just happened, but the church has been messed up for two thousand years, mm-hmm. so it's not like we're saying oh it's just something terrible, but but as individuals, that's where it starts at. That's what I was about
1: to say. We can talk about the church as a body, but we each have to do our part as individuals. like everybody is made up mm-hmm. of individuals every everybody is made up of parts yeah of of members in you know in their own in their own places, and it has to start there. And so with with that is looking at the things that the church needs to do better. Like in, in the presentation of the gospel, in pre- in presenting the true gospel with love, the true gospel, which is offensive, but doing it in love to, to help communicate yeah. it, the whole thing. So that's something we need to do better. But then we have to look at what can I do better? How can I plug into my church to help them be better to help us be better in this area and i think there's several things in the church that that are that we can do better yeah the the lack of people in the altars how do we fix that uh we get up and go to the altar even if you're the only person going because you're not going to fix everybody everywhere but if that's something that the church needs to do better, then how can I do better to help the church do better? Because yeah. I am part of the church. So how can I plug into this ministry that I see is lacking? Or how can I plug into this culture that I feel like it needs to change and something needs to, to be different in it? Something needs to become more biblical in it. How, how can I change my attitude and how can I change my actions when I'm in the body of Christ, when I'm when I'm present with them to worship, what can I do different to make this better?
0: Yeah. And, and I, I think, too, we can still guide that back to to our presentations of the gospel and stuff. Because if there's if there's nothing there that have people convicted, then, of course, they're not going to feel a need to go to an altar right. to pray um, or they're not, you know, they're not going to feel the need to even pray at home if there's no conviction there and so so it all works hand in hand as you said there's there's so many moving parts and I believe it was this week on audaciously and popular mm-hmm. that you talked about all the parts of the body working together yes and and you know we've heard those scriptures many times but do we really grasp them well, grab I think on to them and and let them so sink in It's so easy
1: to say To look at the body of Christ as this thing, this entity that's just kind of like over there and does its own thing. But when you look at it as in this body is made up of me. Yeah. Like, I'm not responsible for the rest of the parts. I'm responsible for my part. Yeah. And when I look at it that if I'm not doing my part, then I am causing pain in the body. Yeah. Like, if, if one of your body parts stopped, stops working, mm-hmm. you know, your, your little f- finger just freezes up and it don't work. You can't bend it. You can't move it. It's going to cause you discomfort. It's going to cause you pain. It's going to be annoying because you can't grab things like you're used to grabbing things. And you can maybe adapt to that, but there's always going to be something missing.
0: Yeah. yeah. So
1: even if you don't feel like you have an important part in the body... Even if you're just a pinky finger, there's something that you're supposed to be doing in the body of Christ. And that's how the body of Christ gets better is when everybody plugs in and does their part. And I think we could do better at that. Yes, we can do better at that. I think that's something that we're seeing at the church that we're in now is is more of a cooperation on on different levels of things Mm -hmm. and a more of a working together than I think I've seen in any church. Yeah. Um, which is exciting to me because it makes me also want to do better at my part. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, I'm that's seeing... the
0: thing is, what we ain't touched on, is when we do better as individuals, the people around us are encouraged to do better.
1: Yes, and yeah. then what happens? The body of Christ does better
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we are now edifying each other and challenging each other and encouraging, encouraging each other, which is all biblical commands of the body of Christ getting together. Those yeah. are all things that are supposed to happen when the body of Christ gathers. So when we each do better, we create an environment that's better because we're each focused on what can I do to make this better?
0: Yeah. How can I make coming back to it? It starts with us. Mm -hmm. I mean, it starts with, with each individual person. You can say my church is this or that church over there is wrong about this. But ultimately but it's made what, up of what me. Can, what can I change? Mm-hmm. You know, I can change me, and, and I might not be able to fix that problem, but what I can do is dig deeper into my relationship with the Lord. And when that happens, then things around me start to, I think a lot to evolve of, into deeper walks with the Lord, and people around me start to sense that and move. And
1: I think a lot of it, too, it comes from when we go deeper in our only relationship with the Lord we start to see things differently mm-hmm. so what we may have viewed as an issue or a problem before when we get our focus where it's supposed to be it's just suddenly not that important anymore
0: no i, like I, I got a whole we, list of those things when we
1: start when we start being Judgmental about the little things that don't. I mean, they have no eternal significance. Yeah. You're I'm making
0: a primary issue out of a second and.
1: Yes, go ahead. Use your favorite word.
0: Tertiary.
1: It's ridiculous. Tertiary issues. Anyways, that means third. By the way, yes. for anybody who doesn't know that, like me, I thought he made the word up. Okay. I uh, was.
0: I was. Um, uh, I was in. Uh, I was honored. I don't know what the word I was looking for. See, I make words up and then I couldn't come up with that word. I was honored that you thought I could even come up with a word like tertiary.
1: It sounds ridiculous. I've never heard it my whole life till you started using it the yeah. other day.
0: And then you heard it some other place. Remember I said, Oh, look, she said, it, uh, Tara Lee said it.
1: Did she? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, she did. Yes. Anyways, what were we talking about? Oh yes. Making issues about things that aren't mm-hmm. really issues. Um, when we focus on getting ourselves where we're supposed to be in our relationship with Christ and growing in that relationship, then some of those things just kind of disappear. They do. And in that, because our mindset is different, we things start becoming better.
0: Yeah. Because he's can, making them better. I can even say this. As as a pastor, There there was times in the past... That maybe for, for weeks I would go to the pulpit and be like, you know, I, I want to preach this message and I, and I want the, you know, I want this to be the message. I want this to be what people get so they can, you know, see whatever mm-hmm. the situation was. And now looking back, I think that I was, that was a primary goal for me, a primary point, and And it has no eternal significance. But it's it's stuff like that that I can I I praise God and thank Him that that I have grown past mm-hmm. those kinds of things. But we get our mindset that that we need to get this message out about this one particular you know thing, and that's what we're focusing on. And then at the end of the day, we get to looking and think, well, I really didn't expound on the gospel that much. I didn't really um, you know. Let let uh, a a non believer know the way to salvation because I was so hung up on preaching about this one particular topic or something. Yes,
1: and that's one thing that I think needs to be mentioned on something the church needs to do better is we have to remember that although we are the church, the goal is to be is to always have somebody in the building, in the congregation, in the gathering. That does not know as much as you do as a Christian. Yeah. And I f- I feel like we. we and uh, and
0: hopefully somebody is also there that knows more than you do.
1: True. But I'm saying in as an unbeliever. Somebody yes. who is an unbeliever. Somebody yeah. who has not yet been saved. Who does not yet know how these things work. And what faith is. And how Jesus died for us. We have as the church. We need to do better in faith always keeping that at the forefront of our messages and our presentations because what if somebody comes and you preach a whole inspirational, encouraging sermon on Elijah, mm-hmm. which is great, by the way, but there's somebody in the congregation that doesn't know Jesus and you don't say anything about the gospel. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't bring out God's salvation plan, which can be done in any story of the Bible. Mm-hmm. You don't bring that out. You just focus on Elijah. Yeah. The whole time. Like we have we go have off to do for, better. for an
0: hour on Jezebel. Oh my god.
1: Don't even that's another whole topic. Don't <laughs> even go. <laughs> we don't have yeah. time for that one. But the, my thing, we have to do better at at remembering there's there may be somebody here who has no idea what Jesus is. Who Jesus is. What it means to have faith in Jesus. Mm-hmm. What what any of this stuff that we're used to hearing because we're in church, they don't have any clue what we're even talking about.
0: No. And you can so, preach about Elijah or you can preach about David or you can preach about Gideon. Mm-hmm. And it and all leads back to the a gospel. gospel presentation. Yes. Uh, you just got to be conscious and, and intentional about making that's, sure that happens. And that's,
1: that's what we have to do better. Yeah. In, in that, to remember that we are not exclusive. We better not be exclusive. There mm-hmm. better be somebody else who who needs to hear about Jesus. Yeah. And if there's not, then there's something else we need to do better yeah, about. And you go up there and get them. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah. So. Go out and in
1: the highways it, and the hedges and compel yeah. them.
0: We can always do better with just loving one another um, and, you know, following following the example that was set before us by by jesus so but i'm pretty sure you've got some school work to go do and I'm, not,
1: I'm just listening to my book i'm not doing anything
0: okay well you still got a book to listen to so we're going to cut this one off now <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's been a while i think since we've even taken time to thank everybody that listens and just let you know we really do appreciate you and we would love for you to share uh, the podcast with a friend And then also uh, contact us. Let us know what you're thinking. Uh, Give us topics, ideas that you might have been thinking about or wondering about. We might not know them. We might not know the the answers, but we'll dig into it the best we can. So um, feel free to do that and keep Jesus center stage in your life.